Welcome to Second Wind with Joyce Buford, a program for and about women. Joyce Buford is a certified coach who has a passion for helping women who need a second wind. Joyce is the creator of Uncover Your Hidden Genius, a program that will help you live a life of greater purpose, fulfillment, and ease. As a certified coach, she studied directly with her mentor, Jack Canfield, author of the Chicken Soup book series, where she served as an assistant to his training program. Through her study with many prestigious coaches and mentors, she has created a powerful program that has positively impacted hundreds of people. On today's program, Joyce and her guest will help you learn how to get your second wind. Now here's our host, Joyce Buford. Good morning. What a glorious morning it is. The sun is out here and it's just a great day. You know, I'm in Texas and uh, we're fortunate to see the sun again. We've not seen a lot of it lately. But anyway, I want to welcome you. If you are a traveler, if you are experiencing your second wind, as many of us do with second, third, fourth, we just re keep recreating ourselves, don't we? And it's amazing, all of the treasures that we have inside of us, all of the things that make us special and unique. So in your second wind, if you're experiencing a sad time, a happy time, a growing time, this is the place you need to be because of the guests that I find. They are just amazing, and I don't find them as much as they just seem to come to me. Our guest today is no exception to this by any means. So before we go further, I want you to get your cup of coffee, find your favorite place, sit down and get ready to listen to another fabulous program. Before I get into the talking with our guest, Francine Brevity, I want to tell you first about something that I have coming up very soon, and that's February the 5th. And it is going to be my Uncover Your Genius, Making 2015 Your Year. And it's going to be a workshop on Thursday, February the 5th, 9 to 12 in the Tyler area. So I hope you're close by that you can come to this workshop. The workshop is filled with steps on laying the base to creating this year. And once we create the base, then we go about building and creating the plan that will help you accomplish this. I love delivering this workshop. It's fun. It's interesting, and it's life-changing. So put this on your calendar. I'll remind you before the end of the work, before the end of today. Join with us with other women that are creating their dream and their abundance for this year. So let me tell you a little bit about our guest today. And I'm not kidding. I just feel so... I guess, uh, fortunate to be introduced to so many interesting women. And I bring them, as many of them as I can to you. Francine Brevity 
has been listening, documenting, writing the stories of people's lives, journeys, businesses, and accomplishments for 30 years. So I bring to you a woman that is a ghostwriter and has written uh, for many people. Her work has been called eloquent, insightful, thoughtful, remarkable, in its clarity, depth, and understanding. Now, she is a San Francisco native who started her journalism career in the late 1970s with America's oldest daily, the Journal of Commerce, which was in New York City. From 1985 to 1997, she worked as a freelance business journalist in Hong Kong, contributing to U.S., U.K., Australian, and Asian English language dailies and magazines, mostly on matters of finance, foreign trade, and travel. Wow, Francine. Wow, I love all that. During the time, she wrote Welcome to China, a guidebook commissioned by the China National Tourism Administration. From 1998 to 2008, she's been working as a business reporter. She had worked for the business reporter, the Oakland Tribune. Well, Francine, I'm I'm ecstatic to get to visit with you, Dale. But let me tell them that we met at the E-Women's Conference, and it's all by coincidence that we I get to meet you fascinating people and bring you onto the radio show so you can share your wonderful knowledge and genius with other people. So, welcome. Oh, Joyce, I'm so thrilled to be here with you today. Thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me. Oh, this is fun. But, by the way, for for your reader's sake, let me um, pronounce and spell my surname for you. I like to say it's uh, it rhymes with spaghetti. My last name is Brevetti, and it's spelled B-R-E-V as in Victor, E-T-T-I. And that's important because it's part of my, my website address, FrancineBrevetti.com. Well, Francine, if you, knowing me, I am the world's uh, woman that mispronounces most names. I win that award. So for, I just okay. uh, want you to know that I've welcomed you into the family, by the, <laughs> but it's called Brevetti, correct? Brevetti, yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Nice. Yeah. All right. So tell us about... I mean, your career has just been phenomenal. You've been to wonderful places, and you started out in really a, a exciting part of the United States. So how did you decide you wanted to be a writer? Well, as a kid, I was always writing short uh, stories and poems and um and also, as I grew up, I realized I couldn't add and subtract, and it seemed like that was the only way forward was to be a writer. Uh, yeah. But um, I really, uh, I really wanted to get into journalism and and uh, be able to contribute some informa- information for people, be helpful for people, mm-hmm. um, and and that's what happened. My first job was with a a, a financial uh, publication. Wow. Yeah. But 
I mean, were you good in writing in in school? I mean, yes, always I, getting the A's. Well, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I was. <laughs> yeah, I was. Um, I. I I didn't study journalism. I just kind of uh, had the opportunity to get into it, and I just jumped in with both feet. Oh, that's great. Mm-hmm. And how did you get your first job? If you're in San Francisco, how did well, you get I the job? To, I moved to New York. Uh, uh, yeah, I moved to New York and uh, started looking for jobs, and that's what happened. Yeah. Uh, and I have to say that actually my first job as a journalist preceded the Journal of Commerce. I got a job with a small financial magazine uh, called Risk Management, and I got that job, Joyce, by lying on my resume. (gasps) Oh, no. Yeah, and making it sound as though I had writing experience. In those days, nobody (laughs) checked. So, but, you know, I made it, and uh, I must have been okay because I went on to you know, uh, work for that magazine very happily and then move to the Journal of Commerce. Right. Oh, but I, uh, I'm, I'm amazed because when you talk about finances, foreign trade, and travel, now I can relate to the travel, but with the, how does that differ from uh, the finance and the foreign trade? How does that differ from uh, other writing? Like well, it's mostly... Mostly what it was is reporting on the industries of banking and insurance mm-hmm. that people in those industries would be interested in. Mm-hmm. And it was their daily news, not the man on the street's daily news. And, right. uh, and heavy transportation, I mean by that, uh, shipping and uh, air cargo and things like that. Uh, it wasn't what I would have thought I would land into, but I did, right. and it was good for me because it taught me more about the world than I had anticipated learning. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, well, when you just and how did you get to Hong Kong? Well, I had been working for the Journal of Commerce for about seven years, and I was covering foreign trade between uh, Asia and the United States, and it was right a few years after Nixon uh, opened up relationships with China. And as a native of San Francisco, I was always very fascinated by Chinese culture. And so here I was now in New York writing about East-West trade, and I was getting tired of my job after seven years at the Journal of Commerce. I didn't think I'd go anywhere there. And um, I happened to find a contact. Uh, the Journal of Commerce had a freelancer who worked for the Journal of Commerce from Hong Kong. And I contacted him and asked him if he could give me find me work if I moved there. So I, I was really... Um, interested in following up on uh, 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 our, contact, our commercial contacts with China. I just thought that was really fascinating. Yeah. And he said yes, and he found some work for me, and I began my freelance career in Hong Kong. Well, that now that takes a woman with a lot of confidence in herself to travel to Hong Kong at that very... Uh, turning time for the for the yeah. relations. Yeah, thank yeah. you. Yeah, I was just you know curious as heck, 
and adventurous, and I had no children, no spouse, uh, nothing to hold me back, and I just went for it. Good. Well, you know, it takes... you know, it takes that adventure, some spirit, to take us some time on some pretty exciting journeys. We are going to break now, Francine, for a little uh, advertisement here, and we will be back shortly with hey. Francine. Um Transformational coach, motivational speaker, and author, Joyce Buford returns after this short break. Information about book publishing is power. The power to change your authoring life and the power to change the lives of your readers. So join us for Your Guide to Book Publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. With your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. Thursdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 Pacific. You'll hear about statistics, scenarios, and strategies on what to do now. As the book shepherd, Dr. Judith Bryles is in. And each week, she will include publishing professionals that will reveal tips and secrets to the author's journey. If there is a book in you, you want to listen, learn, And yes, call in with your questions each week. For more on Judith and what she can do for you, check out her website, thebookshepherd.com. It's your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. Brought to you by Author You and The Book Shepherd. With your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. Thursday evenings at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. Welcome to Geraldine Tegelove Live. The show that shares with you the secrets of redefining, reinventing, and rebuilding your life. Having pulled herself from the rubble of financial ruin and having gone on to create a highly successful career, Geraldine has become an expert in the art of transformation. She believes that it doesn't matter where you are right now, how overwhelmed you feel, or how impossible the task of turning your life around may seem. You can do it. Stay tuned as metaphysician, international best-selling author and intuitive, Geraldine Tegelov gives you the inner understanding and the outer practical how-to to to create your amazing life. Gain a fresh perspective on how to redefine, reinvent, and rebuild your life. Join Geraldine Tegelove live every Tuesday evening at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, right here on the Toginet Radio Network. Welcome back to this segment of Second Wind. Joyce Buford, the creator of Uncover Your Hidden Genius, continues in this segment to share insight that will help you live a life of greater purpose, fulfillment, and ease. Now here's our host, author and coach, Joyce Buford. Welcome back. We are talking with Francine Brevity, uh, author, author and ghostwriter and book coach. And so since I've introduced you with those three titles. Uh, Francine, tell me the difference. How does, what's the difference between a ghostwriter and a book coach? Well, that's a really good question, Joyce. Now, a ghostwriter serves a client who wants a book written but doesn't want to write it herself or himself for whatever reason. Doesn't have the time, doesn't feel they have the talent, doesn't know where to start. So as a ghostwriter, I interview them extensively and thoroughly. 
mm-hmm. and I interview anybody else they want me to think I should speak to um, and do all the research that mm-hmm. ne- that's necessary. And then I take the transcripts of those interviews, mm-hmm. and when I have enough of them, I fashion a book for them. I am writing the book for them, and it's under their name. Mm-hmm. And they own the copyright because they paid for it. Right. And yeah. um, my name does not appear on the cover unless by agreement uh, they list me as a collaborator. So I'm writing the book for them, and, uh, and they pay me for the service. Now, a book, book coaching is when I find a client who wants to write the book himself or herself but mm-hmm. needs guidance. Mm. Right. So that person wants to be the writer, is the writer, and I coach them along in the process. I help them do a lot of brainstorming. I help them structure their book, and I help them uh, set goals for themselves. And mm-hmm. I, I read what they've written uh, on a regular basis, mm-hmm. and uh, I make uh, suggestions for going forward until they finish. Okay, when a person comes to you, do they have a pretty clear idea of the type of book they want? In other words, whether it's going to be about their life or it's going to be, in my case, about what I'm coaching and working in? Is it generally usually know what they want to write about? I have had the occasional person who said, gee, I want to write a book, but I don't know what it, you know, and just yeah. drives me crazy. So, <laughs> <laughs> Go to Francine without knowing what you want to write about. I mean, I'm perfectly willing to help somebody along if they have an idea but doesn't, don't know how to articulate it. I'm very good yeah. at helping them that with that. Right. But yeah. if they just want to write a book, but I don't know what I want to do, then, you know, you're, we're wasting our time here. So, <laughs> so why would somebody want to write a book? Pardon me? Why would somebody want to write a book? Mm-hmm. Well, it depends on what kind of a book they want to write. If they want to write a book about fiction, uh, I'm probably the wrong person. I'm a nonfiction writer. Although I did have a fiction client last year who was able to help. Um, mostly people want to write about their life story or their life experience. That's most of the people come to me for that. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are several reason, reasons people want to write this book. Um, many of them want to get a grip on what their life was about. Ah. What, what did it all mean? Yeah. And what lessons can I pass on to somebody else? Mm-hmm. Or another reason they want to write a book is um, to recreate happy moments. Right. And, and pass them on to their children and grandchildren. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, other people, like in my situation, the, ch- the child of immigrants, people in my situation, want to pass on their inherited traditions and uh, culture. Uh, to their grandchildren who are very American and have mm-hmm. lost contact with the old country, for instance. Right. I had a client uh, that enjoyed writing. We we have an exercise that we do, and you sort of revisit what you like to do as 
at the age of five and six. And she loved to write. She wrote, had a diary. She loved to write in her diary, you know, as so many of us did as young girls. Not me, but some did. And so anyway, as an adult, she loved to cook. And her dream was to write a cookbook for her family with stories and family recipes. Mm -hmm. So it was kind of interesting. She did, uh, she connected with a writing group, uh, seminar and got her book wrote, written. And so I thought, oh, that's so great to be able to pass that down to your children. Absolutely. So, and for her, it was a, it was a completed dream, you know, so, so I'm, I'm sure you feel that satisfaction in a lot of your work it is very fulfilling for me to help Mm -hmm. people um articulate their story uh see it in a book say that's my story that's my name on the book Mm -hmm. and pass it on to their family it is very fulfilling Mm -hmm. um not everybody wants to write about the the hard knocks and suffering they've been through. I had one client who had a really interesting background. Her daddy, about 100 years ago, founded the Oakland Zoo. Oh. His name was Sidney Snow, Mm -hmm. and he built the family home in the zoo. So Barbara grew up in a zoo. Mm Mm-hmm. That's kind of funny because people say, oh, you belong in a zoo. Well, she actually (laughs) did. And she wanted to write her story about her interactions with animals growing up for her Uh grandchildren. Uh And so that was a wonderful, wonderful book to help her with. Now, was was that an adult book or was it? Oh, they're all adult books. Adult books. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So there is a distinction in whether it's, there is, do you write a children's book different than an adult book? I mean, certainly That's the way you talk, but. Because I have never written a children's book. Right. It was a, it was a book about her childhood, about right. growing up with animals, but it wasn't for children. It was mm-hmm. for her, her adult grandchildren to yeah. understand where she came from. Yeah. Right. Well, you know, when you said life story, I was pretty interested in knowing, does anybody, when they're creating their life story, see an aha as they look back at their life? You know, one that says, oh, I see. I'm clearer about this part of my life. Does well, that- I have never had anybody say to me, oh, aha. They kind of have these revelations um, cumulatively and gradually mm-hmm. through my questioning them. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes it's not easy for, for the two of us to reach this point. For instance, I'm working with a gentleman now who comes from a small southern town where he is a pillar of the community, mm-hmm. married for 43 years, mm-hmm. and a lawyer and a real estate developer. Mm-hmm. And in the last four or five years, he's come to see that he's actually homosexual. Mm-hmm. And the whole book is about his internal struggle. Uh-huh. And so I'm asking him a lot of questions, you know, like, well, how did you feel about this when that happened? How did? Mm-hmm. And it's hard for him to answer some of these things. So it's um, 
it's uh, it's a real partnership in uh, in the struggle of understanding who I really am and what yeah. really made me the way I am. I don't think I, there's any one moment somebody, in my experience, and we say, oh, now it's all clear to me now. Mm-hmm. It's gradual and cumulative. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, um, I do a speech where I um, talk about a journey that I took while moving from Santa Fe, New Mexico, back to Tyler, Texas. And I... I had a, a just an amazing experience, but it was real eye-opening for me that after fin- finishing this day of all sorts of weather, driving a 26-foot Penske truck, um, how it related so to life. And uh, I love telling the story, but it was such an aha for me. And I guess that was where my question came from. As I laid on the bed that night in the motel in Amarillo, I went, oh, my gosh, I just lived somebody's life today. (laughs) It was was kind of funny. But anyway, Uh interesting how we have those uh, moments of awakening moments of clarity yeah 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 so we will be taking a short break and when we come back we're going to talk more about uh why you want to what it is that causes you to write a book how you can do it and some of the questions that and obstacles you will be coming up against so we'll be back shortly okay Transformational coach, motivational speaker, and author, Joyce Buford returns after this short break. If you're ready for a big change in your work, your career, your happiness, your life, it's time for the Million Dollar Mindset with Marla Tabaka. Monday afternoons at 2, 1 central on Toginet.com. Marla believes that with the right mindset, anything is possible. Join us as successful life coach Marla Tabaka inspires you and her clients to explore, discover, and live your dreams by developing what she calls the million-dollar mindset. Marla will inspire you to take action on your dreams and reveal secrets to success that will help you realize your own unique power. Tune into the million-dollar mindset for heartwarming stories with Marla Tabaka. Learn tips and tricks to building a successful business and unlock the secrets to creating a happier, more balanced life through abundant thinking and attraction Power. For more information on the Million Dollar Mindset, go to our website, MarlaTabaka.com. That's M-A-R-L-A-T-A-B-A-K-A.com. It's the Million Dollar Mindset with Marla Tabaka. Monday afternoons at 2, 1 p.m. Central on Toginet.com. Do you want to get a contact high? Tune in for fun, inspiration, and motivation every Friday at noon Eastern Standard Time. Learn how to maximize your mojo and just say no to the status quo. Get inspired and motivated by a fun-loving coach who knows what it's like to get through this thing called life. With your High on Life coach, Audra Irwin, each Friday at 11 a.m. Central Standard Time and 12 noon Eastern. Welcome back to this segment of Second Wind. Joyce Buford, the creator of Uncover Your Hidden Genius, continues in this segment to share insight that will help you live a life of greater purpose, fulfillment, and ease. Now here's our host, author and coach, Joyce Buford. 
We are talking with Francine Brevetti, um, who grew up in San Francisco. She is an author and a ghostwriter and a book coach. And I was asking, how does one find and choose a ghostwriter, Francine, or one to work with in writing your book? Well, first of all, you should know that employing a ghostwriter is an investment. Mm-hmm. So people frequently get uh, shocked when they realize that it is an investment. And I'm not going to go into the dollar amount because every ghostwriter calibrates their expenses differently. Right. Um, so uh, there are many ways to find a ghostwriter. Mm-hmm. There is the Association of Ghostwriters, which you can find online. Oh, there uh, are several agencies that employ ghostwriters. If you just go to a, a search engine and put in ghostwriter, you will come up with the names of several agencies that um, employ that will refer you to a ghostwriter. Why would somebody want to go through an agency versus directly with an agent? With an- uh, that's a really good question. Um, frequently, these are. Uh, higher profile people. I see. And um, if the ghostwriter has a relationship with an agency, they're more assured of continuous uh, supply of clients. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so uh, it's good for the ghostwriter, and it gives the, the client a certain uh, certainty that the person they're employing has a certain level of expertise right. rather than just going on Craigslist, for instance. Right. Well, definitely, yeah. yeah. Um, okay. But wouldn't it add to the expense of working with a ghostwriter? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yes, it's an investment. It is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. But you get so much out of it, right? You get a professional writer who's done this before, who knows how to lead you through your story, who knows how to structure it, um, rather than just finding your brother-in-law who <laughs> said, yes, I'll do this for right. you. Right. <laughs> no, I was referring to if you were to choose a uh, ghostwriter uh, independent of yeah. a, an agency, right. would it be less or more? As I say, every ghostwriter has their own way of calibrating their charges. There right. is no standard. Okay. There is no, okay. I, I can't give you a rule of thumb. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, if people go and find, well, what if they were working with an independent one? How would they qualify them? Well, first of all, you you want to have um, enough uh, interaction with this uh, uh, prospective ghostwriters to know that you get along with them. Sure. Right. Yeah. You have to be simpatico in a certain way. You know, mm-hmm. you have to. Uh, they have to uh, understand y- your vibration. I don't, have, I don't want to get too woo-woo, but you have to be compatible. Sure. And um, they have to understand where you're going. Right. Um, you should, uh, the, if you are, uh, for instance, if you're in a certain industry, it's really helpful if that person understands that part of life, okay? Even right. if you're not writing about your business, um, 
it's helpful if that person understands your background in some way. Right. Not necessary, but it's helpful. Right. Um, They, uh, of course, have to show you um, respect. If they don't show you any respect, you don't talk to them. (laughs) Right. The other thing Mm -hmm. is you really Mm -hmm. need a um, certain agreements. So if you want, if you don't want your uh, ghostwriter to be talking about you or spreading your story around, you should have a non-disclosure agreement. Oh. Mm-hmm. Okay? So, um, for instance, the gentleman I was just talking about who's the lawyer mm-hmm. um, doesn't want his name used with his story. He wants right. to use um, a pseudonym. Right. So mm-hmm. I signed a non-disclosure agreement saying that I would not use his name and I would not um, uh, reveal his identity in any way. Mm-hmm. Uh, not everybody wants that, but it's a consideration right. if you do. Right. Another thing is that you should have a written agreement on how you're going to interact, how often you're going to interact, and, um, and a, a fee schedule. Mm-hmm. So if you want the whole thing up front, if you want a deposit, if you want uh, a quarterly, um, uh, res- mm-hmm. uh, I can't even think of the word. Payment, quarterly okay. payment. Payment, yeah. Uh, so all of that has to be written out. And as mm-hmm. much as you can ri- write out, the better, because there's all sorts of misunderstandings or assumptions that might crop up if you don't. Mm-hmm. Right. right. So, uh, for instance, I had a wonderful client a few years ago who uh, his family was paying for it, and they gave me an oral agreement that I could uh, shepherd the book through publication. In other words, Mm -hmm. after I was written the the document, that I would um, guide the document through being published. Mm -hmm. But we didn't write that down, and after I finished the document, the, the mm-hmm. life story, which was a wonderful life story, they decided to self-publish with uh, one of these many companies. Yeah. And that really pissed me off, I have to tell you. <laughs> but we hadn't written it down. Right. So yeah. there you go. Uh-huh. Um, well, there's, you know, you brought up something. There are so many people that go to self-publishing now, where in the, in the past, it was just always go to a publishing house. Right. Yeah. Right. Well, it's harder and harder to get a traditional publisher Uh, uh to book. Yeah. And it's Mm -hmm. easier and easier to find companies that will help you publish yourself, your your self-published book. Right. And um, it's not a slam dunk by any means. It can be quite complicated, but you can do this. And Mm -hmm. as a matter of fact, my last book under my own name, I had self-published. And uh, so... There are also people who call themselves book shepherds mm-hmm. who will guide you through the process and do all of the steps for you. Right. Are you a book shepherd? Uh, not yet, but I ah. could be if somebody asked me to, because now that yeah. I've been through the trial by fire, <laughs> I think I could help somebody do that. Yeah. Okay. All right. So we've talked quite a bit about the ghostwriter, but how does one go into, well, I'm going to write my own book, and I, but I do need some coaching. So how do they go about doing that? Right. With you. So we spend 
at least a couple of hours um, brainstorming. And I don't just mean thinking of things to put on a list. We go through several exercises to help them uh, clarify their vision for their book. Mm-hmm. I use a lot of mind mapping. You know what, mm-hmm. what mind mapping is? I do, but you can yeah, tell I our use, visitors, <laughs> our listeners. Uh, mind mapping is a way of uh, uh, jotting out your ideas uh, in a way that converge in the center around the theme. Uh, that sounds kind of weird. So say you have a blank piece of paper and you write the theme that you want to elaborate on in the middle of your blank piece of paper. And then from that theme, you radiate different notes about anything that comes up to to your consciousness, stream of consciousness. So say I often use mind mapping for planning my day. So say I'm going to... Mind map for today is what is it, January 27th? So I'll put January 27th in a little circle in the middle. And one, radi- one point that radiates out will say, you know, feed the animals. <laughs> Another one will say, walk the dog. Another one will say, you know, self-groom. Another one will say, talk to Joyce Buford. And another mm-hmm. one will say, go to Oakland and listen to Pat talk about her book. Mm-hmm. So, and all of those radiating points we'll have little radiating points off of them with details. So, and the pur- the purpose of this is while many people are taught to to write an outline when they're in middle school, mm-hmm. an outline really restricts your creativity because it imposes a structure on the development of your ideas. They have their place, but I think mind mapping comes first because mm-hmm. it gives you free range to uh, free range to uh, come up with new ideas uh, willy nilly and mm-hmm. have them there on paper before you begin to structure uh, your project. Right. So I you do have, a lot of mind mapping yeah. with my you have clients. A great, you have a great example of this in your blog section on your uh, website. Thank you. Yes, yeah. it's great. Yeah. Good and, explanation. Um, I also go through visualization exercises. For instance, if somebody's blocked about a certain point in time in their life, I tell put them into a little meditative state mm-hmm. and ask them to recreate all of the sensory material in that time and place. What did it smell like? What did it sound like? Uh, uh, describe the furniture. What did, what did that feel like? Uh, who was there? Who was talking to you? I, I asked them to just go back in time and recreate those, those instances. Right. Now, we don't do the whole book like that. Right. They'd be in a coma for six weeks, right? So <laughs> we just do it at those points that the person feels blocked or right. wants to elaborate. Right. So, and then we um, start structuring goals, okay? You want to do this chronologically, or do you want to do this in flashbacks? Uh, Or do you want to do it in some other form? (laughs) So, I have a client right now who wanted to intersperse his autobiography with uh, excerpts from the correspondence he had with his wife. Ah. So, that's another way to do it. Mm And uh, and then we set goals. You know, right. what are you going to do this week? And then please 
call me on a certain day, having written what you wanted to write, or just notes, and uh, we comment about what he or she has accomplished or not accomplished. Right. And I don't, you know, I don't criticize people for not accomplishing what they set out to accomplish, but I do point out to them that the less the less faithful they are to their goals, the more they will lose confidence. Right. Well, Pat, this is a good place just to stop briefly because we are going to go to a break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about the other option that you have for personal coaching, which you also have on your website. So when we be back, when we... When we will be back, we'll talk with Francine and she'll tell us more about writing your book. Thank you. Transformational coach, motivational speaker, and author, Joyce Buford returns after this short break. This is God in Country. The Collision of Faith and Politics, hosted by nationally known speaker, Reverend Dr. Sean Michael Greener. Not your typical Rev. Dr. Sean is a proud military veteran, former law enforcement officer, and founder of the internationally regarded Executive Protection Team. Dr. Sean holds a bachelor's degree in biblical counseling and master's and doctorate degrees in theology and is currently pursuing a doctorate in ministry with a Hebrew worldview focus. Through his counseling, elite life coaching, and national speaking, this ninja pastor tells it like it is. This series is biblically and politically engaged with the pedal to the metal. Join host and author of the acclaimed yet controversial book, Excellence Killed the Church, How Mediocrity is Destroying America, Dr. Sean Michael Greener. Every Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, right here on this radio network. Have you heard? The pages of American Patchwork and Quilting magazine come to life on our new weekly online radio show, American Patchwork and Quilting. Join Pat Sloan, our blogging and quilt designer host, as she talks about the latest trends, ideas, and inspirations. Her guests include quilt pattern designers, authors, quilt shop owners, and our editors. All quilters, just like you. Call in with your questions. Get quilting tips from industry experts. Learn about free patterns. Hear behind-the-scenes stories from our magazines, American Patchwork and Quilting, Quilt Sampler, and Quilts and More. Get the scoop on free stuff and find out more about the best independent quilt shops in North America. To listen to a live show, tune in Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern. Just log on to allpeoplequilt.com slash radio. To hear past shows, go to iTunes and search for American Patchwork and Quilting Radio. We hope you'll join us because we know that quilting changes everything. Welcome back to this segment of Second Wind. Joyce Buford, the creator of Uncover Your Hidden Genius, continues in this segment to share insight that will help you live a life of greater purpose, fulfillment, and ease. Now here's our host, author and coach, Joyce Buford. We are talking with Francine Brevetti today, and she is talking to us about writing our book, telling your story, letting the world know who you are. 
And I'm so excited about that because I, uh, I think everybody has a book inside of them. So Francine, before we went to break, we were talking about the steps of doing coaching with you, using you as a coach mm-hmm. to write your book. And you've gotten right. through the mind mapping and right. the visualization and the goals. Is there another step to that? Well, one step is to become very aware of what keeps you from writing your book. Yes, right. And the uh, the little gremlins that say, yeah. <laughs> while you're writing, they say, oh, that sucks. Who's going to read that? Or uh, why am I doing this? And all of this um, negative uh, right. that you just have to learn to recognize as being uh, lies. Uh-huh. They're lies. Right. And yeah. Uh, and they have their purpose, and their purpose is to help you when you edit the book, but not when you write the book. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Okay, just go ahead and write it, and then yeah. deal with Don't it later. Write, write fast, write poorly, write badly, and write a lot. That's, ah. that's what I tell people. To get okay. through those um, those uh, uh, wicked standards that you set for yourself, yeah. First, get it all out of your system. Then go mm-hmm. back and craft it. Right. Now, for those people that still want another baby step to get into writing their book, you offer a program online on yes, your website. Yes, I offer an audio program called mm-hmm. Writing the Story Within mm-hmm. that has um, uh, six um, modules to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's uh, wisdom that I have learned from doing workshops uh, ah. on how to get a seat. I don't do workshops currently, but mm-hmm. this is the um, material that I have uh, distilled from mm-hmm. uh, several years of doing workshops, helping people write their story right. or their family history. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, and you also mentioned that there's a new thing that you're going to be doing on your website in right. the future. Well, it's going to be um, a phone, uh, a, actually uh, a conference call, and I'm mm-hmm. calling it the Writer's Playground. And uh, once a week, I'm going to uh, offer people an hour, an hour and a half to talk mm-hmm. about their uh, questions about their writing. Right. Uh, it's not going to be for reading their writing, uh, but mm-hmm. to just talk about whatever uh, uh, confusion or obstacles they have or right. just need some wisdom. Right. Yeah. Well, that'll be a valuable tool, particularly for somebody that is could not possibly benefit from your writing and your knowledge that's off in Timbuktu, and they need just a little bit of input. So that'll be a valuable tool for them. Yeah, I hope uh, so. It launches in February. Well, now, do they go to your website to f- sign up for it if they're yes. interested? Yes, Okay. Okay, but there's another thing that you just finished doing that I do want to talk about, and that is your new book that yeah. you wrote. Thank you. Uh, um, it, you want to tell us about that? Yeah. Uh, so I have never written about animals before, but uh, in the last couple of years I was inspired by the death of my previous dog, Lola, mm-hmm. uh, when I realized after she died uh, how much I missed her sleeping mm-hmm. next to me. Yeah. 
And it occurred to me that other people probably sleep with their animals. And so, Joyce, I went online and I typed in sleeping with pets, and I found lots and lots of articles, but no book. No book. Uh So I just began interviewing people about their experiences sleeping with their animals, and I have in this book called Cat Naps and Doggy Snorts, Cat naps and doggy snorts. The the recollections of seventy five people sleeping with their animals, and it goes from dogs and cats to rodents and rabbits and large animals and pigs. And I even have a boa constrictor. For oh two. no! Yeah. Oh yeah. no! Really? Yeah. Can you have and, a pet? Um, <laughs> and so and. And they're all different. I mean, not just the animals are different, but the experiences are different. Uh, most of them are cuddly and warm, but there are a lot of hilarious stories. There are lots of poignant and sad stories. Uh-huh. And uh, and cumulatively, I believe the effect is how much we and animals need each other. Mm. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh I, I am so a believer in that. Um, when I, when I went through my divorce, I just needed something to love. And I, so I went out and got a puppy and it was just, it was the best therapy, you know, to have that little lover. But I love this paragraph that you wrote in your blog. So I really encourage people to go read your blog. It's great. Found to be comforting and therapeutic for both owner and pets alike, sleeping with pets is no longer considered unhealthy or taboo. So often pets are considered to be members of the family and are treated as such with an honored place in the master's bed. I love that. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Yes. So let me say something about the health benefits or obstacles of sleeping with pets. There is a great uh, prejudice that sleeping with your animals is very bad for you. Ah. And that that somehow you'll get sick. But in fact, unless you have an allergy, that that is not true. If you have an allergy, naturally you're not going to sleep with your animal. Yes. But. It turns out that animals are more likely to um, inherit or pass, experience pathogens from us than the other way around. Ah, really? Whereas if children are brought up sleeping with their, or having animals and sleeping with their animals, they're less likely to have allergies when they grow up. Oh, well, that's interesting. Yeah, it's very interesting. Uh-huh. Yeah. Huh. Well, um, you know, I I am a pet lover. We did discuss this. Yeah. And and my dog Moo sleeps with me. Now my dog Moo is going through something very different. It's my first experience. I know other people have had this, but my dog is blind and this is the uh-huh. first dog that I've had that has that has gone through this. And but, so well, blind when you adopted him or no. No, no, it's only within the last years. He's uh she is 9 years old and she uh-huh. is a Australian blue healer and um you know it's just it's new experience and so um I I but she has her side of the bed and I have my side of the bed. Right. So right. we're a happy family. <laughs> right. And she needs you all the more because of that. Right. Yeah. 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 So 
Yeah. 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 Well, my doggy has cataracts. And because uh, I adopted him when he was an older dog already, but his cataracts are not ready to be removed, and I can see sometimes where he has trouble navigating. But most of the time, he gets around. Ah, one, yeah. Um, why did you? I mean, I know that you love your animal, and was telling your story. I know yours was probably one of those stories, certainly in the book, but. What have been some of the comments that you've gotten from writing a book about animals and pets? Well, people either think it's um, silly Mm -hmm. or that it's wonderful. I have nothing in between. (laughs) (laughs) And either love it or hate it. (laughs) Yeah. People who don't have animals who care about them think it's frivolous. And people who care about animals immediately get it, and they immediately relate to the importance of animals in their lives. I mean, there are a couple of people in my book who practically and almost sleep with their horses. They are so attached to these animals. Uh, One of them them, uh, likes to loll around in her hammock out in the back. The horse comes over and snuggles her in the hammock and lays his head on her on her oh. tummy and she's in, you know and tries to get into the <laughs> Oh, that's so fun. Yeah. I know so I mean there's a need on both sides. Right. There yeah. is a need on right. both sides. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, if I could just be a lap pony. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my goodness! Uh, and we have a Facebook page too. The book has a Facebook page. Oh, uh, cat naps and doggy snorts. Okay. And um, I encourage people to to like it so they get updates, uh, occasional occasional chapters, lots of photographs, and lots of cartoons about sleeping with animals. Oh well, Francine, I love what you do. I okay. love that you help people tell their story. <laughs> however they tell that story. And uh, thank you for sharing your wisdom with us today and being thank part you. of the show. As we go on this journey, I want you to remember these resources. Do you have that book that's inside you and needs to come out? It's so satisfying and rewarding that you can share your message and share what your life was all about. Francine is one of those important people that you could have in your life. So go to her website, Francine Brevetti, B-R-E-V-E-T-T-I dot com, and and read not only her blog, but read her entire site. It's full of treasures. Well, thank you so much, Joyce. You are so welcome. Thank you for being with us. And we will be back next week talking with our guest, which will be another fascinating woman that offers you insights into how you can live your second wind. What will it be? Can you reach out? And if you can't, get it from the workshop, from the radio show. Think about the workshop. On February the 5th, go to Joyce Buford in Powers, and you will find a place to sign up for the workshop. 
So I look forward to seeing you in whatever fashion at the workshop or next week on this radio show. And until next week, have a great week. Joyce Buford returns next week at this same time for another edition of Second Wind. Through the Joyce Buford Empowerment System, women are receiving support during their transition and are able to reclaim their true purpose and strength. They receive the tools they need to map out new lives. You can find out more about her coaching services at 